BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Jackie Zabrowski. And I'm MJ. And I'm Holden from the Page 7 Podcast. And we're going on tour. That's right. We're touring all up in this mother-freaking country. I'm fake cursing someone ever, Jackie. Just say the filthy F word already. And we will say the filthy F word when we come to your town. That's right. We're coming to Texas, the Midwest, the Northeast, and then right back here in Cali, baby. For ticket links and more details, visit lastpodcastnetwork.com. That's right. Lastpodcastnetwork.com. Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser present Release the Butthole Cut. Wait, that's really what we're calling the tour? Absolutely. Release the Butthole Cut. For more information, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Who's ready for a Christmas wrapping paper? I think I got a little plan for you to look on MJ's face. I mean, yeah, what the fuck was that? Is I was trying to bring in the funk. Hey, we got a little dance to do. Nick, you might like it. Uh-oh. And then we're going to hide away, make it love wow. all night. We can cry tomorrow. Watching It's a Wonderful, wonderful Life. <laughs> I think you might like it. Rick, 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 Rick. Wicked, wicked, what? Absolutely. Yeah. Did you wow, like the remix? Wow, hip-hop talents of Jackie Zabrowski. That was amazing. <laughs> My remix? You really taught me so much about rapping yep, and about, you know. Um, every year, whenever it is Christmas time, whenever we say to our father that we're going to go do Christmas rapping, and he goes, oh, you're rapping? Nothing is shaking but the leaves on the trees, and they wouldn't be shaking if it wasn't for the breeze. And that's what he <laughs> says every time the word rapping is said inside of our house for Christmas. Welcome that's pretty to good. our Christmas. Is it? Is it? I mean, impress- I'm impressed with your dad. That he has a rap in his pocket. Yeah. Oh, my dad doesn't have a pocket rap. Yeah. He doesn't have just like a... Just pull it out, throw it, shake it around. No, not at all. He doesn't even know what rapping is. He Jeff still thinks like all music's easy it. listening. Jeff gets annoyed when I say it every single time you say the word <laughs> rapping, and I don't know why. <laughs> Man, what a what a iconic Christmas like staple to like be an adult and get your adult sibling and be in your parents' house. And be like, we need to go to a different room away from everyone else where we will wrap our presents. Oh, so nice. So So good. Yeah, you got to. You got to do it. And you got to do it like with putting the Baileys in the coffee. And it's like, no, we got to have our coffee in here. When you tried and lie about it, even though we're all in our 30s and you can't just say like, I got to go wrap some presents. I'm like, mom, just to. 
stay away from here for a while. <laughs> like, a become, like a newsy of sorts. Yeah, absolutely. Is that is that your favorite uh, way to sneak booze into your system at home? Bailey's and the coffee. Bailey's I coffee. feel like the eggnog's always a good one. I think we we get some room wine. We usually set ourselves up with some room wine. Just yeah, uh, room oh, wine bottles of wine yeah. in the room. Sounds like you're in prison. I was like, what, what are you making some sort of sour mash in the toilet? <laughs> I feel like I'm in prison because when I go, I have to like you know make sure it's a screw off top, and then oh, yeah. uh, otherwise we have to sneak back downstairs and like grab a bottle opener and make sure it gets back in the drawer before they wake up and. <laughs> Oh, it's You're just... You're going to be 40 years old. Yes, absolutely. We almost got room wine for the for the apartment when my mom visited. We were like, we should probably get some bottles in, the, in our bedroom. <laughs> yeah, in room wine in your room own, in my home. own apartment. That's rough when you're like... Yeah, yeah. In my own home, I'm drinking secretly... In the bedroom, you gotta get your room edibles, your room wine. Yes, room edibles, room wine. You have to have the whole stock. You've got to be like the bad kid at high school. You got like a book bag with like, you know, just all the all it's the all goods in it. As you go through the yeah, house, yeah. Click, click, click. It's like, don't worry about uh, my backpack. Mom. It's just my studies, mom. Your studies? What are you? Are click, you back click, in school? Click. I'm like, yes, I'm learning to be a doctor. Yeah, a doctor of uh, killing people. What? I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Just I just start flailing and yeah, and you it's gotta awful. flail. I just remember. When my mom found Capri 120s in uh, a pocket of mine, I don't know if you remember Capri 120s. Is that a They're cigarette? Really thin, long cigarettes. They're and like cools. Mom, yeah. Except they're really, really thin. And my mom's <laughs> like, I hope you're not smoking these, but yeah. more about the fact that like she wouldn't want me to be smoking Capri 120s. <laughs> Don't be smoking those. And, and so she immediately assumed they weren't mine because she's like, you wouldn't be smoking something so tiny. There's no way that you would. Did you go through a cloves phase? Of course did I, I did. Valley highs, uh, yeah. bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, I remember the, the clothes. I never, I never was addicted to cigarettes, which I feel very thankful for because I have seen how hard of an addiction it is to be. Oh, but, uh, brutal. But the cloves, man. Represent. Holden, I represent. Yeah, and I'm proud of you guys. Fucking all you smokers and ex-smokers, you can let's do rise it. Up. If I can do it, you can do it too. Ooh. I promise you. <laughs> this is the thing. I have everyone. I always say about my brother, but it's really about everybody I know who is a smoker. Like everyone I know who's a smoker, I was like, they're never gonna quit smoking because they smoke cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Not, like, and then everybody. Oh, I think everybody I know has quit at this point. It is such. It's a so change. funny. You either have to be like that and you'll live to be 100. Like, you have to smoke, like, three packs a day. You'll live to be 100 somehow. <laughs> no one understands why. Or you have to, like, totally quit. You It can't be anywhere in between. Yeah. And we were talking <laughs> when we were on tour about how there, there's some people who can have, like, their little, like, fun party weekend pack of cigarettes. But, like, no one I know who is addicted to cigarettes can do that because it's just, I'm like, so no, jealous. So Never get it. it near me, you know. I know these people. They're like, oh, we're on a fun party weekend. I'm going to be bad and get a pack of cigarette that would ruin my like Lexi would consider leaving me <laughs> I started like, smoking like, again immediately if I started smoking because I would absolutely start smoking there's no I cannot have it's so funny too because the first couple are make me ill yes and then I just can't get enough and then it's fucking pretzel time I can't get enough once I pop I cannot stop <laughs> just I saying if continue. you're thinking about quitting 
please check out Alan Carr's Easy Way to Quit Smoking. It helped Holden and I. We don't work for them. I am not aligned with them in any way, shape, or form, but it just gave me the terminology to help me get my, like, dig my way out of it. Also, check out Alan Carr's The Hard Way to Quit Methamphetamine. Yeah, baby. (laughs) It's just like, take a long walk down a bridge. Yeah. This is our first Christmas without (laughs) Olivia Newton John. Rest in peace. R.I.P. I watched you think you might like it by myself, um, in like almost in the middle of the night last night, and I just like one single tear came down my face, and I was like, Jackie, are you genuinely crying while watching? I think you might like it. I know <laughs> that's what it does. The sad, uh, I, I've we've been listening to slash watching. I think you might like it on this show every Christmas time for got to be at least ten years now. This is our tenth anniversary. Is it? Yes. Wow. Hey. Came out. It came out ten years ago. Yeah. So happy tenth anniversary, MJ, of us watching this for ten years straight. All right. Wow. So ten years straight, and in that ten years, disturbingly, it has gone from an irony watch to a sincerity watch. Like I yes. actually watched that. Music video, if we're calling it that, and I actually do. Oh, we're feel... calling it that. I'm sorry. I, you want to call it a music experience, the way we refer to cats as a filmic experience during the release the butthole cut tour. You know, because it's so poorly done, it's hard to even call it a video. You know, it's really it's, it is. Home. You add you add the word home to the front of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, home, it's a home video. video. It's like filmed in a car dealership. Is I'm still landing on is what the airport setting is. But I, I completely went from something we would just laugh at hysterically to now. Yeah, I had to watch it for some, probably for show prep or something, live show prep. And I was just like, man, it really does feel good to come home. And I'm absolutely <laughs> it does feel unbelievable. Target. I have aged into the target demographic for that song since we discovered that song. Ten years and the military <laughs> man and the dog and the boy, all of it. All it is just it. a magical time. Also, I see the first uh, news article here. Shout out to Mariah Carey, who snorted some of Olivia Newton-John's ashes in order to become more a more powerful queen of Christmas. God, I would watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Please make that the Mariah Christmas special of her just snorting up people's ashes trying to get their essence. Well, <laughs> also, we're, we're the lonely camp of being the only people who associate Olivia Newton-John with Christmas. No one else does that because she's yeah. not a Christmas artist. Whoa. Absolutely. In fact, if anything, they associate it with like the school year or the summer. Right. Yeah, neither, not, not you either, Elizabeth Chan. You're haunting <laughs> oh, my don't memories. Don't get me started, please. Well, on the, in the car, all Jackie wanted to talk about was her vile just fantasies about Ted, uh, what she would do to Olivia. Yeah, Olivia, I'd wrap Elizabeth her up Chan. like a Christmas present. And we're like, can we just talk about? Can we talk about anything? Let's play a road game. Let's point at so- signs. That's right. We're coming off of the Northeast tour. It was incredible, by the way. Philly, DC, Brooklyn. You guys were amazing. We had, we had so such such so a blast. Fun. The audiences have the the reaction to the show. It's been incredible. Now I feel like it's just one giant victory lap because the show went off. We finally got all the nerves out. We got all the we got all that all that hesitation of like, is this you know? Because we were thinking we were going to get on stage and be like, hey everybody, cats, right? And everyone's going to be like, we, we don't fucking you. like this show. Yeah, <laughs> we hate you. You know what I mean? Bring out the Beastie Boys. Bring out the. We're like we're not that we don't have Beastie Boys. Cannot, we don't even know them. You know what I mean? But instead, they loved the show. It seemed. And so many fun. And to all you spouses out there who went to either. 
to either for to uh, have to get through the Wizard of the Bruiser part or the page seven onslaught of just both sets, though, by the way, in hindsight are full of the such weird horniness, yes. I would oh, say. Yeah. If I were to rename the show, I would call it like weirdly horny at it again. Weirdly or something horny like adults. Horny. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Unexpectedly horny. Thought you came for pop culture, nerd culture. Left with just pure unfettered horniness. But uh, I think it, it it really went great. And uh, yeah, I'm just so excited to get, go to the Midwest. Minneapolis. We've got Milwaukee. And we've got Chicago. Best this time week. of year. Bring out so your excited. hot dogs. Give me all your hot dogs. <laughs> oh, that's right. Hot. Ready for hot dogs. We're in dog country. I just realized. We're in dog country. Amazing. We're going to see Jackie eat a dog. In oh, yeah. We better. Oh yeah, we better because you know what? If if you're gonna be this ambassador, I feel like I have not. I I'm gonna go ahead and throw this shade out there. I don't think I've seen Jackie eat a hot dog all year. Wow. Which is wow. Kind of don't watch the TikToks that I make where <laughs> I make TikToks of eating hot dogs. Did you make a spaghetti dog? Watching yet? my content. <laughs> no, I haven't made a spaghetti dog yet. But just because, like, I don't get me wrong, I love the snap of a boiled hot dog. Yeah. But when I'm at my in my home base, I don't usually usually boil my hot dogs. Mm. So uh, that's why, but the spaghetti hot dogs, I mean, if, if you were wondering, are, now are you talking about taking the hot dogs and cutting them into like, like an octopus or are you talking about piercing the hot dog with a piece of spaghetti through the hot dog? Yeah, I didn't realize option one was an option. <laughs> I've all, people yeah, yeah, keep yeah. Ta- they tag you and then sometimes they tag all of us in hot dog mm-hmm. content. So I get exposed to a lot of hot dog content and I I recently it really stuck with me. I don't know why this one resonated with uh. me. But you push because maybe because I was like this is like an arts and crafts project and I think I spent about 4 seconds thinking would my children eat this and then I moved on and you push the this, the hard uncooked spaghetti yes through the uh uncooked hot dog much like a cra- like the way that you would use a the way that you would make like a like a pasta noodle chain for your Christmas tree, you know, Ooh, when you're a little oh kid. Oh my God, MJ. Did you just <laughs> give me a great idea? Do you hear that, Linda? We're making hot dog chains for the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 this is my problem with this. This is actually a really smart idea. My whole problem with this is that this is starting to move into beanie weenie territory. And if you know anything about me and my history, if you know anything, if you listen to Roundtable Gentlemen back in the day, b- the beanie weenie is the bane of my existence. I uh, told this beanie weenie story back then. It involves beanie a hater. lot of vomiting and <laughs> bad stuff. So I don't want to bring that imagery to the show. But let's just say I, I have trauma from the meal that is beanie weenies. But I, and- I dare to say that the little links. Little sausage links, like the tiny, what are they called? Tiny the little Johnny's? Vienna sausages that come in yes. a can. Yeah. Tiny Johnny's. Uh, I think that they are not a hot dog. Okay, what are they then? We're get, we gotta get a German to weigh in on this. Yeah. This is, we're getting into like epistemology. Of what yeah, is now we're getting into like, is a taco a sandwich a little bit, right? I mean, what are they then? What do you call them? Because they... they're a sausage. But the question is, is a hot dog a sausage? You're right, Holden. It is. It's like a square is a rectangle. A rectangle is not a square. I think a hot dog is a sausage. Those little okay. blue canned sausages. A sausage is a ground meat mixture often stuffed in a casing, while a hot dog is a type of sausage served hot in a long roll and topped with various condiments keyword is long and that's why i agree with jackie now keyword was long in that descriptor that tiny dog i would would you look at a that tiny whatever you want to call it tiny 
No, you wouldn't say that's a long. No, you wouldn't even say that. I don't don't think I've ever seen anybody look at a can of Vienna sausages and say that's a can of tiny hot dogs. (laughs) Tiny hot dogs in a can. (laughs) Oh my god, just beautiful. Tiny hot dogs from the grocery store. I'm picking some stuff up. But maybe I should say, admit it, admit it, admit it. Oh, come on. We hear it. We agreed we weren't going to talk about that. Do we, not endorse oh, uh, R. Robert Kelly. Kelly. I admit it. We do not endorse R. Kelly. But we <laughs> cannot, we cannot not bring up the album, <laughs> I admit it, by R. Kelly that he dropped with unauthorization from prison. He OJ'd it. He was like, you know what? Yeah. OJ seems to have really built up his goodwill by writing. Right. <laughs> he's, like, he's on Twitter. Everyone loves <laughs> yeah, it. Everybody loved when OJ did that. So I'll do that too. And I'll make it a song. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say, do not read the lyrics to the, the, the main song, the titular song. I the, So of course, the, the album immediately got ripped off of iTunes got ripped off of Spotify, but of course you can still listen to it on YouTube. And I try, I didn't, I was like, well, at least if I'm going to listen to part of it. And I did like squeench through because I think, where is it? 3610 is where I I admit it. And in parentheses, it says, I did it, which is the name of the song. I admit it. I did it. And I listened to it. And it is just, man, the lyrics are upsetting. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is just a, a failure on so many counts. How this happened? Like, how did <laughs> have this we happen? Seen, have we seen? Is this going to be the era that we look back on? I mean, I think starting with the Me Too movement, right? But it's like the era of the celebrity downfall. Like we talk about how 2008 was the era of like not understanding mental health very well and kind of the press taking advantage of that. And also, celebrities—they're not just like us; they're stupid. Like that was like the era of that, and now it's the era of just these mammoth colossal fumbles of just and then the attempt to bring it's it it gets Shakespearean after a while like the inability to say it's over for me I'm done yes I need to go away my name is R. Kelly and I'm never coming back from this yeah I'm never coming back for this. They just can't. They can't handle it. You know, like Cosby's giving speeches in prison. You've got, you know, I mean, all these people just like, they just get totally wiped out. And then they still try. They're like, but what if I put a book on tape out about it? Would that make, you know what I mean? I I mean, it's just unbelievable. And some people who still, you know, Chris Brown just got a fucking award uh, or whatever. and, And then got, and then the person who accepted it, like, scorned the audience for having a negative reaction to that fucking nightmare person. Ugh. It is just unbelievable. But it is wild to watch people try to, like, just try to keep it going somehow. Their celebrity or their their the output of work or whatever. It's, like, unbelievable. It's, it's um, I... I it's I would it's both shocking and at the same time it's like right on the money it's like right exactly what you would expect I guess at the end of the day you know well, and then and I feel like it's whatever why, the yeah it's like cancel culture isn't a very helpful phrase for it right because sometimes right. people really do disappear and like 
can't really come back, but most of these people try quite hard and successfully do come back. Hopefully, R. Kelly's in a different category, but maybe it's this. Maybe it's um, circulation culture or syndication culture, rather. I think sometimes if a, a, a show gets canceled, it gets canceled. But if the show had a hundred episodes, it goes into circula- uh, syndication. So maybe that's what maybe that's what this curse is. Of certain people have just such a ridiculous amount of fame and a body of work. I mean, the big example that we can say we all kind of have to admit we still like hear a song from or whatever and enjoy is Michael Jackson, right? By all means, it was like canceled, done, the thing happened, it's over. But then we're all still just like, but thriller, it's Halloween. And, you know, that music video is like, yeah, I don't know. So it just is so... But R. Kelly, man, go away and never, go ever, away. ever and come the, the, back. It's like there's, there's like tw- you know, decades and decades of like Michael Jackson's art that you that is like now is out there and is like you can't hear it without thinking about what we know about him. Yes. but it's you can't really. It's but but it's like so easy to surgically extract R. Kelly from our lives. Yes, we do not. All we have to do is take off remix to ignition off our playlist. Yes, was it sad? Yes. Did maybe other people have more? relationship with his music than just remix to ignition sure but it's just like there is just no nothing to lose by completely excising that man i will pour a little bit of liquor out as well for uh coming out the closet which was just an amazing comedy piece that we all got to enjoy for a little while there in what was it the early 2010s right, there was that, so that that is well say, i'm trapped in the closet but again i can or, go yeah, the rest trapped of- in the closet rather yeah i, yeah, I wish it was of- called coming out the closet. <laughs> i could go the rest of my life without singing trapped in the closet you know even though it's totally there same with i can go the rest of my life without saying it's the freaking weekend when it had me some fun even though that phrase was is i'll <laughs> probably be saying it when i've lost my mind you know it's still well, Jay, you know <laughs> it's a freaking week <laughs> you, t- you you do have all those epic party weekends yeah, and so i know. know that that is gonna be such a loss for you because even at this point in your life like didn't you do like a 48 hour like just a, a jello shot rager this last weekend i think it was there at- <laughs> that, that's what we call our tour come on yeah. jello shot <laughs> rager i did zero no. jello shots this whole week oh my god God, yes. I mean, multiple ices, but zero jello shots. Multiple ices. And I'm going to say this. That green apple ice was delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah. It It goes down like candy. But that's the thing, is do you want to slam a bunch of liquid candy? No. Uh Back when I was 16, absolutely, (laughs) yes. yes. You do, but then you realize about two hours later, you get a terrible stomach ache, and that's Mm. why you don't drink malt liquor that tastes like Oh, man. Are your fucking stomachs ready for that onslaught again? I mean, just (laughs) fast food. Tour life, man, is wild. I will say, though, shout outs to the four of us, Jake Young included for Was the Bruiser. We road trip awesomely together. We were getting in there, talking about spiritual spirituality and well, like, my face was pressed up against a window because it was so hungover. Yeah. Well, Jackie, I was threw up into her bag of edibles because that's the only bag she had. You know that Jackie was hungover when she needed a bag, <laughs> and she took out a bag full of, bag edibles. of edibles. I almost <laughs> didn't even make an effort to dump out the edibles. You got to dump them out. Yeah, uh, I wasn't thinking, man. We're still trying to figure out how and why it happened. Jackie got bizarrely hungover the second day, even though by all 
all accounts, she did not seem that drunk. Dude, I'm, it's because I'm old and I don't drink that much anymore. And so then uh, yeah. even just the like uh, like a solid amount, I was just out down for the count, man. To be fair, you had the crate. We went to a cocktail bar after the show in DC <laughs> and you got like the worst, craziest cocktail. It was like this chocolate. No, they were espresso, espresso. martini. And I remember what you, you ordered and you were like, should I have an espresso martini? It's like the tragic for you know foreshadowing in yeah. a novel. You're just like, yeah. should I have a, an espresso martini? What could go wrong? Like you spoke on <laughs> it like <laughs> extensively at the time. You were like, I think this is going to be a great idea. By the way, it's going to make me like feel the just last, the way I want to. There was like the last cocktail we had for the night too. Who gets? I got a two because, And I remember because I remember them. thinking, I remember thinking, you don't want to do that. And I wasn't even thinking about the hangover. <laughs> I was thinking about the caffeine. I would yeah. die. I have. My horrible body has made me into a one coffee a day person, and I'm so sad oh, yeah. about it because I yeah. it is fucking yeah. festive coffee season, and I can't even partake in festive coffee season because I gotta have one when I wake up, and then I'm out and I'll be like, ooh, maybe I'll get a little Starbucks as a treat, and I can't uh-huh. unless I try to get a decaf. I'm trying to see if a decaf will work, but oh no, my body is just like you have abused me caffeine for too long and I'm not going to let you do it anymore and so that was why I'm I was not like, going to take it anymore <laughs> take it. and obviously your body did that with alcohol and not with the yes. caffeine but it was just I just remember you speaking extensively about what a good idea it was to have this espresso <laughs> martini it was one o'clock in the morning yeah I, you're was... allowed, can I just say freely I'm going to say this while we are being recorded MJ Holden you are free to stop me okay <laughs> no, that was, was that's like the only time a this person is a bad idea the drink they want. If I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I feel like I've learned, you know, you can't do that. It's like people got to make their own their own no, mistakes. You can, you can stop me. I, right. I'm a ba- I'm a fawn. <laughs> you know, you have to like put my nose away from the roadkill and towards the grass. I need help. I need direction. A second one too, though, was like the wild part about it as well. Who gets two espresso martinis uh, at the cocktail bar? It was incredible. I Yeah, but yeah, Yes. Okay. Next time, that was the only noticeable mistake I saw you make. You know, that was a big mistake. That was a really yeah. That's a big mistake. (laughs) Well, it was also. I guess we should say also because like Jackie wasn't drinking. Like I think the way to go for shows is like the Bud Lights are great for me. I can just kind of they're like practically water. I can kind of just. I feel like the fog in my glasses is giving me like weird snow eyebrows. But anyways. uh, I just think you can constantly be <laughs> right. Like, are you fogging up your own glasses with your while well, just sitting there? Yeah, why? yes, fogging up literally your sitting right here now. and talking. I have blood pressure <laughs> issues. You blood pressure issues? Oh you my that apartment God. complex at nine thirty in the morning. <laughs> the man who screamed himself hoarse in his car the other day because <laughs> he was bad. Blood pressure that issues? man has blood no pressure issues. No way. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I was going to fight with the lady at the TSA uh, I thought Holden was going to get kicked out of JFK. <laughs> I was so mad that day. I was already like, I think I was also because I had like a whiskey hangover going. So that's already like a recipe for like, I don't want no business. And then I tried to be Mr. Polite Man. And then they slowly, from checkout, from check-in through TSA, they just slowly broke me down. To By the end, I was just like talking to this lady. I was like, this line is poorly run. This is a bad way to do this. You know that. I travel a lot. I know what I'm talking about. She was like, you should have got here three hours early. If you want want a coffee, you want breakfast, you should have got here three hours early. I was like, that's not true. When? It's in Bill's, and I was in Bill's house and Jim's house, and started doing <laughs> yep. that. He, it's a wonderful life, to her, and that's yeah. not saving her. No, no, no. It's just Ugh. doing the one-off quote from "It's a Wonderful Life." <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't get kicked out of JFK because I don't know yeah. what we would have done. I was just so fucking over. I was just so. I just realized that I think I've re- come to a realization returning to New York. The general, I used to for a while think that just the way that I'm treated well, as a person. Right now, MJ? You gotta, you gotta say do you shit feel about triggered? New York. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. To- no, I'm gonna say shit about me in New York. Okay. I, I think it's kind of a me thing, specific thing. I think that pe- even though you guys are a cult, and we'll get into that if you want, but <laughs> I think that there's something about me, the general just public of New York has a distaste. They can smell the Charlotte on me, uh. they can smell the like, Privileged upbringing and the like, cause they can just <laughs> they smell want to it, down. man. I get that. They I understand just that it. feeling. So they immediately just yes. don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got it. You know, I'm like in. I'm like a comic. I want to beat him down. Jackie's yeah. like, I get to confirm people see you and they want to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> you know how like a comic gets on stage and some like the pros, they'll like purposely dig themselves into a hole so they can like dig themselves out. Naturally, I'm in a whole social hole. You start in a hole. In, in life. Yeah. Everywhere. In, especially. In, I realize I used to think it was just my thing. And since I've left, I realize it's more a New York situation, right? Where I just, I'm like, oh yeah, because I used to think this about myself. I'm like, it's just the way I look and the way I talk and the way I act. There's something about me that everyone generally just doesn't want to give me like the benefit of the doubt. And like, so if I get into like a negative exchange or something, like everyone's going to like take the other, just automatically take the other person's side, even out of context. (laughs) Or like if I'm dealing with a professional exchange, they just like don't like me. Cause like when I got to the check-in, I like showed them the, my ticket on my phone and she was kind of giving me a weird look. And I was like, Oh yeah. Could I, could you actually print it out? I like the paper. She's like, could have done the kiosk. Do it at the kiosk. I was like, it didn't give me an option to, uh, I, because I already checked my bag online, so it just had me print out the thing, and then it just said I was done. She was like, no, nope, <laughs> do it at the kiosk. <laughs> do it at the kiosk. And I was like, lady, all you had to do was push a fucking button to print the thing out, say, here you go, and then I go, thank you. So I was even being cute. I was like, I like the paper. I like it. I like <laughs> Maybe it was the cutesy. I think it was the cutesy that did it. I feel like yeah. New York really takes all of your, you know, your, your want uh, to be nice to someone that's being cutesy away. Yes. Because I've seen you all, and you are a nice person, too. It's not like you're not kind to, to service workers. You are. I'm nice. You're very nice. Yeah. <laughs> 20% and all that. Yeah. We're not, you know what I mean? Tipping and... 
No, but maybe yeah, it was just, I think it could have been uh, the giggle man that got you. Now, yes. I, I do, I think that we have to bring up <laughs> oh, the yeah. fact that we were in one of the creepiest hotels um, I've been in in a while. Shout out to Best Western Philly. Honestly, you guys took care of us, though. So thank you so much. But you had a creepy, in Jake and I's room, you had the creepiest, just outside of our window, was a hallway that led to nothing. Actually, it was a hallway that led to a, just an open window. I, was the, I don't even think you can call it a window, because it was just a hole in it the wall. It was a window that only, that you couldn't open, that didn't look outside. It opened to another hallway. Uh, that had nothing in it. It was lit hallway that in that hallway was a window that had yeah. no screen and no glass in it. So no just glass an open, yeah. very much imagine Gaping the scene hole. in Hook when Hook comes in through the window, op- when the windows blow open and uh, the, mar- the marbles, you know, the old man lost oh, boy is like, yeah, he's back, he's back, Hook. You know, and then Hook just flies in and steals the kids. It was like yes. that. It was just an open window on the fourth floor through which any sort of spirit or ghost could fly. Also, we could invoke them up a Christmas carol. Any, we we know that an open window, a spirit's going to fly in there. And for us, it was the Giggle Man. Luckily, the Giggle Man did not. We survived night one. But, but and, did and, we? And, and we didn't have a night two. Well, then you guys almost, yeah, were were uh, attacked and accosted. Someone came and entered your room. Jackie and I made it through. Jackie had a very hard day with being extremely hungover. Oh. We did the show. <laughs> we day. had a great time at the Philly Punchline. She was so hungover, guys. It was so <laughs> we funny. Had a great, it was a great show. We like, She rallied. And then we were like, all right. Like, this is our second night of shows. We're tired. We're not going to go out. We're just going to go straight back to the hotel. Jackie and I are, like, watching the Food Network, Guys Grocery Games. We turn off Like, TV. we do. That's our thing. That's, That's MJ and I's thing. things. That's we watch thing. Food Network. Uh. That's our thing. Oh, my God. It's re-drum and festive season. Oh, but- uh, yeah. <laughs> but we turn off the TV, turn off the light said goodnight to each other and like laughed like ah ha ha how funny we're like in beds just a few feet apart we're saying goodnight to each other like little little kids and then I hear the door open in the hotel and I think that's interesting Jackie must have gotten up to open the door to the room but why would she do that I wonder why and then I hear her voice a few feet from me in her bed saying somebody just came into the room and it is (laughs) one of the morning (laughs) the lights are off and I, we don't know about Jackie and I. I freeze, and Jackie yeah. flights. I completely. Yes. I got up. I was ready. I was got into action. I was immediately ready. I was going to protect us, MJ. Yeah. I got up, and and that's not usually. Usually, that's not my. Um, I think it's just you, MJ, that I need to protect you. I feel like that's this nice. need an innate need to make sure that I. I would have beaten a person to death for you. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I'm and I want everyone to know it. Sometimes it's good. I can remain calm in a situation, but I'm absolutely frozen. And so I was just, but truly the door had opened. It was the sound of a door of our hotel door slamming against the, because I put the safety Uh latch over. You got to put the safety latch over. We both did the same thing. Almost never do I do that, but I literally said to Jake, this is the kind of hotel where you open up the safety she latch the on the safety door. Safety latch on there. And so funny. So it was just some, some drunk ladies who wanted to get into our room by mistake. But what? How they open the door? What do all the keys open all the doors? Yeah. Who knows? Dude, I guess so. That yeah, that Philly Best Western. All the keys might open all the doors. So if you want (laughs) to steal stuff from a bunch of people and like be a menace to society, now you know. You just go there and use the key. But while we were watching Food Network. Jake and Holden, which I think is very cute, were laying in bed watching the um, 
2022 People's Choice Awards. Yes, like we caught the People's Choice Award because you know what? I'm always on the clock, even when I'm on my downtime. <laughs> we're on the clock. We're watching food. We're, we're, putting, we're on the ground floor. Okay? Who even won Guy's Grocery Games in that episode? Do you even remember who won Guy's we Grocery Games? So we watched so many of them. You never know. You never Chuck know. and Larry and Bill and Greg won and <laughs> Jennifer won. Yeah, I enjoy. I actually weirdly caught. I texted Jackie before they were accosted by those women. Uh, I texted Jackie like, "Hey, Shania's performing on the People's Choice Awards." And then you were like, later you're like, "Did you see the big me moment where she called out Ryan Reynolds? She replaced in the song. She says Brad Pitt." And it was replaced with, first of all, Brad Pitt, that don't impress me much. First of all, so that's where she's at. How did Brad Pitt feel? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's in the audience. He's like, oh, fuck. And like, you know, he started freaking out and stuff. Um, It also makes me realize, like, not just for him in that night, Brad Pitt must have just been like, I'm the fucking hottest guy. Yeah. On the Still. planet, I'm the example. Yeah, it's just so crazy. She, he me. was Brad Pitt was the example of a bad of somebody who doesn't impress her. But but still, like, who do you think you are? Like Brad this uh, example of the hottest guy ever that don't impress me much. Gotcha, like, even gotcha. if you think you're this hot, I mean, Brad Pitt should have yeah. seems to have perhaps fallen from grace a little bit. Talking about, you know, he went through a really hard time. He had a he real went, rough yeah, one on that airplane with Angelina, time. you know. I yes. think uh, yeah. I think that Shania Twain can take him down a peg. <laughs> and their custody battle is also really taken that like it's not he wasn't a good dad and he yeah. was going through really right. hard addiction times. It's yeah. right. is what it's going on. Yeah, I mean, I hear that. And and it's also, you know, and he wasn't at the event, so it's fun to call someone else out. Um, but good for Ryan Reynolds. And he was so cute on Twitter about it. And he was just like, You're so I'm so glad I didn't impress you because you're an icon and you're smart and you're beautiful. Of course he knows how to do it. And also I will say, man, I don't know if I like I didn't feel one way or another about Ryan Reynolds that much. Like I I'm I'm I enjoy a Deadpool. Like I think that he's very successful. I think that there's, you know, I I like his marriage or at least what they give off, um, him and Blake Lively. But then I watched Welcome to Wrexham and I um I get why people are obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. He's very, very charming. I mm-hmm. like between him and Rob McElhenney, who I mean was already very, very charming. And I don't know if you've heard about this show. Have you guys heard about the show? We're like, no. you've told me about it on Talking TV. I'm Join talking us on our patreon.com forward slash page Please. seven podcast for our Talking TV every week. We talk about the TV we're watching, Jackie and I do. But yes, uh, go on. It's just a, it's a docu-series where the two of them, um, they uh, they buy a small football team and they like champion this team. It's it's just a whole like it's a great it's like watching a real life Ted Lasso. Like it's like an underdog story. It's just every like it's really but it's the two of them. And at first it was like, oh, great. So these two, and it's played like that, too, of like, oh, great. So these two millionaires come in here and are going to save our, you know, our football club and our town. Great. But then it's like a story of a champions game. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's nice. It's fun. Yeah, that does sound Absolutely. It's, it's, it's released. It's really fun. So I understand you, Shania. What I'm saying is that I understand why Shania is in Ryan Reynolds. I under, I get it now. And she fucking killed it, man. She did a great, she had a great she performance. I was so glad to catch it. Yeah. She looks awesome. And, uh, 
I need to watch that documentary, even though I feel like I've already like seen it because we did the pop history on it. Page seven, pop history. Check it out. We did an episode on Shania Twain's whole life. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's she's back, man. She's back. She never went. Yeah, she's I feel like it. Jackie is the one who made me um shift my file brain file categorization of Shania Twain to like country I don't care about to like country I do care about. You know? Yes. Yeah. No, no. I'm I'm pulling you in. And speaking of music that we do care about, can I just say I'll die if I don't go to the Death Cab for <laughs> Cutie and Postal Service concert? Did we yes. conjure this? Thank I'll you die. For, and to everyone. Everyone I was like, die. I literally started playing your Rewind episode about 2003. And then I saw this announcement. I think it was the same day or maybe the day after. Because our Bell House show was Thursday. And the episode dropped Thursday, so it was that day, like yes. the day our yes. episode about Give Up came out, or I mean about 2003, but it was mostly about Give Up, came out. They announced that they are doing the entirety of Give Up. And Transatlanticism. Transatlanticism, right. like probably arguably the best Death Cab album as well. And uh, and it's, I, first of all, I'm like an album guy, so I fucking love when bands go on tour playing just the like their one like massive album yeah, or whatever, I like... I was so sad when I missed like Weezer doing like the blue album in Pinkerton because that's like the one time I can just see only songs I like and no songs I absolutely loathe coming from them. And this is so good. I mean, literally, MJ, you look like Ben Gibbard right now. Like, I mean, it's just you're you're still rocking that vibe from 2003. Yeah. And check out our rewind episode. I, I mean, you know, it, it's it's kind of amazing. Like it was so defined by especially postal services give up. Which completely changed like my musical taste almost, and, and I like heard that album. I was like, "Oh, I'm like into this kind of stuff now." Gibbard even said, "I know for a fact I will never have a year again like 2003." The Postal Service record came out, Transatlanticism came out. These two records will be on my tombstone, and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I've never had a more creatively inspired year, uh, and I didn't even realize Transatlanticism also came out that year. What a fucking incredible uh, output, you know? I mean, the New Year's on that. You've got. I'm just so. Is is the new year. I hope it's not a T-Swift ticket shit show, which, by the way, shout outs to the fans that are suing Ticketmaster. Yes. A bunch of Swifties yes. banded we together. to see it. And one of my favorite things I saw, I'm pretty sure this is the case I, because it was just like a one-off tweet, but apparently they were offered a settlement and they said, nay, we are taking your ass to trial, Ticketmaster. So I am so thrilled that that's happening because the settlement always just kind of makes it go away. So hopefully going into a, a trial, uh, I hope they win. And I think that would actually, if they won a big trial, that actually might force Ticketmaster to change. But we got the pre-sale going for this Death Cab Postal Service show. I don't show. trust it. I'm so scared. I tried. I, know. To, I was like, I even asked Henry. It was like, Henry, how do we get tickets? Yeah, yeah. just tell him to get his. Yeah, get. That's what you do, though. You call at this point. The only way to get actual decent tickets for a show, call your famous friend and have them call their agent and then have that agent. But hopefully they don't do anything. Secure. There's nothing. You can't do anything against Ticketmaster. There's nothing you can do. You have yeah. to be like, I mean, you have to be like a per, you know, like you have to be sure. If Shia Twain wants to go to this concert, I'm sure she can get tickets to the concert. Yeah, but then she. She'd watch it and she'd be like, that don't impress me. <laughs> I wonder if she does that all the time. I, if I was Shia Twain, I would always be like, take a bite of something at a restaurant and just be like, mm, that don't impress me. That makes me laugh when you do it. Do it again. Say the line. 
But actually, what does impress me much was Mariah Carey's uh, improvisational song she sang at the uh, at that uh, event. You know, it Mariah Carey. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're alive! You're alive in there. <laughs> she is not just a defrosted hunk of woman. She is a full fledged human being, and we are talking about Mariah Carey's dress malfunction while she was on stage. She was performing. Um, at the Lincoln Center and she was singing a song and all of a sudden the strap she had on like a very slinky dress and with little tiny straps and this one of the straps busted so while she was on stage she like moves her hair in front of it so that the dress doesn't like so like like the part that came down is covered and she had people come out and work on her on stage trying to cover it and fix it while she's on stage so she like she's this, a like, NASCAR and like they're the engineering yes, team and she's she couldn't a NASCAR. possibly leave the stage which does make me further make me think that maybe she is strapped in that maybe she is like on a doll <laughs> stand true. of some she sort <laughs> she doesn't take a step or anything I will say she had I was so stressed out watching that video because she was still in her singing at one point she kind of like dips down a little bit to like hit a note or whatever she was still like moving quite a bit in place and I'm just thinking I'm just like god that's got to be so fucking stressful to be on stage fixing that dress with this person who is trying to stand still but singing a song that so you naturally are going to move around just a little bit even with how immobile she truly so has been lately so you so don't funny. need to move your legs when you've reached that level of status no. that was a, yeah. about a year or so ago she hit the status of she has like some kind of a like chart in her home which is like oh i've hit this the icon status where i don't literally don't have to take a step on stage okay great good 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 oh, i mean and man. that's the opposite of what celine dion has with her oh. stiff person syndrome it is an unfortunate name for a very serious yes. syndrome. I'm yeah. trying so hard to not make so, just so many Stiff bad late night talk syndrome. show jokes. It is a <laughs> rough one. We got to work on we, who do we lobby to change the name of this of syndrome to something that syndrome. isn't funny sounding because yeah. the syndrome itself sounds awful and it's very sad for Celine Dion. And unfortunately, it is just a silly name. That you think it's you think it's all like one guy in the disease PR office? He's like, uh, call it monkeypox. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's like a good name for it. Syndrome. I feel like there's a lot of these syndromes where they're Funny like, ah, just name it what it is. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got silly toes. <laughs> oh, apparently, I, I went to oh, the it's office. It's very the clacking on the road trip yes. of his silly uh. toes. It like <laughs> was it, it was incessant. <laughs> I think that's what made you so long over. It was the toe clacking. Yes, I just could only hear the toe. Made you almost puke into your edibles. Let's make a promise on this future, this leg coming up in the Midwest so we listen to more Celine Dion, though, because we did not listen to It's All Coming Back to Me, not once. I did love, though, that like Jake is a huge K-pop fan, and he was playing a bunch of it in the car. And after a while, I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. We could switch something else. We are all like, no, we fucking love no, this. This great. is great. It yeah, was no, it was <laughs> delightful. Yeah, the K-pop was good. Yeah, the, the car trip was not as like singing along to pop songs as I imagined. And it was more talking about religion. Except yeah, talking about... Yep. relationship with God while Jackie thought her, her answers in her head to the questions we were asking each other <laughs> while she was trying not to vomit all over her pants. Oh, all right. We were just on this bridge and it looked like a death bridge because it was covered in this like like 
factory fog and that's what yeah. i'm calling it and it, i just i thought I, all i could think of was like he can't even pull over if i need to puke he can't right. even pull over i've got nowhere to go and you know when you have that like that just terror of yes. what mm. am i gonna do yeah how where is it gonna go if yeah. i if it has to come out of me where is it gonna go and, and that's that so bag. upset like no matter what age you are that feeling yeah. is just the worst feeling ever of where am I gonna puke? Yeah, I mean, we've all planned where we're gonna puke in the car. If you're a puker, not everybody's <laughs> a puker, but I'm a puker both for if I drink too much and if I'm like in anything that's moving, like I can be completely sober and if I'm in an airplane, a train, a car, a bus, I'm gonna be planning where will I puke? And it's the most MJ thing I've ever heard in my life. MJ was like, I do not judge you. I am here for you. There before, there but for the grace of God, go on. Yes, and I don't you judge just anyone. <laughs> I, and I appreciated it. Quiet, and I will judge. The bag oh, in yeah. the back of a cab to puke into the bag and then just abandon <laughs> the bag when you get out of the cab. You know, it happens. It happens to all of us. Now, yeah, I've definitely been there with the hangover after the show. Shall we get in? Into the celebrity conspiracy of this week. Let's do it. Hit me with a share. Do you, be, do you believe it? Does Leonardo DiCaprio only date women who like farts? Oh, oh my God. He's a fart <laughs> They got to be yes. under 25 and love farts. And well, lover. it's That's... maybe a little bit of an explanation for why he likes them young. Oh. They fart better when they're young? <laughs> no, no, because they're so young, they can enjoy uh, just a lot of farting in their face. Well, here, here we go. Let me, I'll read it out to you. This one comes in from Lauren, who writes, Holden, I, yeah, take it. Hop on the magic carpet with old Holden I'm, I'm on the carpet. I'm on the carpet. <laughs> uh, Lauren uh, writes, Holden, I totally should be studying for finals, but why do that when I can go down a celebrity rabbit hole? Do I have a conspiracy for you? Does Leonardo DiCaprio not actually have a problem dating women over 25, but instead have a problem dating women who don't think farts are funny, which also happens to be most women over the age of 25? <laughs> I got most of the, I mean, right, Jackie? I mean, you don't appreciate a lot. You know, you're 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 in this camp. You, you don't love a big, blasty, farty kind of uh, boisterous. When I was younger, either I've never right. been. A yeah, farty, that's a you problem. That's not yeah. a you know. Listen, I don't and know. I know it's my problem too. Like I know yeah, that that's it's a not, big yes, problem. It's a problem. <laughs> it is a problem. It's missing out on a huge genre. Of so comedy. many Eddie Murphy movies uh, later in his career, you're missing out on. Uh, I uh, Lauren says I got most of this from TikTok creator uh, Claire Stevens one, which I just think is hilarious that they actually got this from a TikTok conspiracy and it wasn't just one of those random like page seven listener just like I bet it's you know what I mean I bet it's because of this. This is, this is out there on TikTok. It's common knowledge that Leo Dio only dates women 25 and below, except for the current old he's dating, Gigi Hadid. <laughs> however, however, could it be that he actually just can't keep a girlfriend over 25? They can't take his sense of they can't take his sense of humor. According to co-star uh, to a co-star on the set of Titanic, he used to absolutely crack Kate Winslet up with fart jokes, farting all the time, farting in his jacket and throwing it on top of Kate. She loved it. Absolutely cracked up. Jackie, do you love that? Would you love that if your co-star would fart into their jacket and throw it in your face? And like, that's the thing. It's not like a, a ha-ha angry I would get. Like, it's a genuine, like, seeing red angry I would get. 
<laughs> when he felt well, then you might be a little more like Claire Danes when he filmed Romeo and Juliet. However, his co-star Claire Danes hated his fart humor, and he couldn't stand her either. Now, both of those movies were when Leo was in his twenties. Could he still love fart jokes? It appears he just might. In the middle of an interview for the film Don't Look Up, which came out what twenty twenty one, right? Yeah. There was a sudden huge loud fart noise, and everyone from the cast immediately looked at Leonardo DiCaprio, who absolutely busted out laughing. They explained that Jonah Hill had gotten him a fart machine and the interview had to basically end because Leo could not stop laughing. Seems like he still loves a fart joke. Could it be that Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't end his relationships with women when they turn 26 because they're old and disgusting, but that the relationships tragically fall apart because these 26-year-old women just can't abide fart jokes? Could it be that we've all been horribly misjudging the poor farty Leonardo DiCaprio for ages? Could it be that Gigi Hadid, despite her geriatric age, loves fart humor? Love y'all, Lauren. I I wow. guess I have to I have to believe. Yes, hundred percent. And also makes wow. me love Gigi Hadid even more. Yeah, that old bag. That old man. That old she's hilarious so old. bag with a great sense of humor. Wait, so Jackie, <laughs> if I were to like fart into my hat and then I throw the hat at you, <laughs> you would be upset. Yeah, I think if you threw the hat at me, but you didn't put it on me, I think I wouldn't be as upset. But But if if I put put the hat hat on on me, you feel like I just put my fart on you. Yeah, but I'm also not like we talked about this. I'm not a big toucher really anyway. Mm. So I think that would be just like multiple things of just like, why are you touching me? And why is there a fart and a hat on me? Yeah, Jackie and I shared (laughs) a room for four nights without touching each other once. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that hard, but it's still. We're no touch. <laughs> we're no touch. Yeah, I like that. We're all very no touch. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. I think I appreciate that about the four of us. So well together. We had so much fun. Yeah. Well, can we, you we understand boundaries. If I was just like hungover, but I just like needed my head in your lap the entire time, MJ, uh, like, I yeah. feel like that would be different. Like, I think that that would be a different relationship we would have. And some people have that relationship, and I think that's great for them. Yeah. But I'm just um, not that, I'm not a cuddler. Yeah. I adjust, like, I wouldn't mind it, but the way my body language would look, everybody would assume I was very upset. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, you could put your head in my lap, and I'd be like, that's fine, girl, you can leave it there. And then everybody would be like, wow, MJ looks so uncomfortable. So so uncomfortable. Because <laughs> where do you put your hands? Do you exactly. Like, do I put do them on you? Rub do my I head. Carefully do you... put them right. not on you. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a rough situation. Your, your head's in my it. lap, and both my hands are on my head. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I prefer it. Put your hands on your head, MJ. <laughs> I mean, when we're on tour, I don't even touch my own body. I, I keep my hands completely free of any physical touch, even of my that's why my you own were so self. Dirty. That yeah. makes a lot yeah. of sense because does Lexi uh, scrub you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she well scrubbing. She hoses me. Oh, okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She gets she. It gets the hose. Yeah, it gets the hose once, uh, twice a week. Good for you. <laughs> Holden is the uh, uh, child called it, and I don't think we ever knew that. <laughs> oh, but God. sometimes you know you got to get cut right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Did we both read a child called it when we were like eleven and way too young to read it? Way too young to read it. Why were we reading a child called it? Yeah, that's we. That's I. I feel like probably Oprah is to blame. 
I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a child called it. I'm guessing it's a mistreated kid. uh, Yeah, about an abused child, but it was like very popular. It was one of those things where it's like, I guess, I think at the time it was like credited as like opening up a conversation about child abuse, which I guess is good. Mm. But it's one of those things where it's just like, it's just like a horrifically difficult to read memoir and it was everywhere and I read it and I was so upset by it. And, (laughs) you know, I just don't know what the takeaway is from a book like that. I think Oprah, I think, I, gotta say it was Oprah or at least the Oprah-ification of being like let's just read people's memoirs and try to make some broader societal point about this one Mm. specifically horrific account about how we should talk about child abuse more which it's all good it's all true you should talk about child abuse more but I shouldn't have read that book when I was 11 there you go is that what the list is this week uncomfortable memoirs (laughs) 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 no but it's close sing to me Who's on the list? Who's on the list? Okay, gotta have. Oh, jeez, we're tired. We're exhausted. That that was my fault. And one, and a two. Who's (laughs) on the list? Gotta have that list. Oh my god! And by the way, hearing everyone scream it at us when we got to the list in the live show was so fucking cool. So fun. Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Chicago, get out here! Lastpodcastnetwork.com. Get your tickets. We still got tickets to sell. Come see us. Get ready. It's gonna be a blast. You can always sing along when you're in our audience. Absolutely. Damn straight. But now we're talking about celebrities we never knew recorded an album. Did you know that Alfred Hitchcock recorded an album? Only one album called music to be murdered by and it was released in 1958 the album is a mix of songs and monologues delivered by alfred hitchcock himself Mm. which that's um i feel like that's asking a lot to put out a record and then also having monologues in between it i think that that's a lot to ask from one record yeah oh yeah way too much way too intense it's like the you know what it's you know reminds me of sorry real quick the the rap skit Remember every rap album had like multiple skits that broke up the album and made it like hard to just listen to as an album. Even I mean, even now, my favorite, probably my favorite rap albums enter the 36 chambers. And it actually has a reasonably digestible skit in it where they go, you know, torture, motherfucker, torture. They talk about the torture methods. But man, there was a lot of just like comedy album level, like Adam Sandler style skits and rap albums that were just <laughs> and none of them are bizarre. Good? Some of them, I like torture, motherfucker. We say, so you assholes shut and keep feeding you and feed. That was pretty oh, fun. Yeah, that's that was hilarious. a good one. Teach their own, teach their own, Jackie. Oh, teach I wonder own. how hilarious Ali and his gang versus Mr. Tooth Decay was. <laughs> yes, that is Muhammad Ali's 1976 musical cautionary tale against the dangers of ingesting too much sugar. It is a children's comedy that has become a collector's item and now i kind of want to seek it out and see if maybe maybe the kids want to be listening to this huh mj i mean i try to open my heart to whatever aunt jackie gives the kids um and i am not ready for whatever's (laughs) gonna happen this year there's no i (laughs) I know right i'm in that boat too didn't you give me because you gave us the musical mat right jackie wasn't that you because you are a you wanted to be a you know right tiny toes for right tiny toes and tiny hands so i gave her her baby's first keyboard mat that thing 
it 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 is so loud every time you turn on it's like at the highest volume and then you have to turn it down by like hitting a part of the mat to turn it down and it's still even at its lowest volume it is like jackie's dream loud like just extreme loudness it is so bizarre like you somehow found the most obnoxious musical mat possible and it's it makes me laugh every single time i turn it on it's like (laughs) yeah it is so crazy that's why i still have the bag of percussion instruments she sent but i don't (laughs) still have the drum set i got rid of it while my children were out of the house how, how did you did they get upset at all you were just like oh no like the the drum uh genie came and took you know it took the drum back it's fair it's been actually an ongoing process to figure out how to get rid of toys like because i don't want to do it without I, I usually don't sneak attack them especially if it's something that is meaningful to them but this was like after months of them not playing with the drum set and i think i okay. like, floated it one day like maybe we'll and i always say maybe if we get rid of this toy it'll make room for a new toy to come in and that's ah. kind of the, that's kind of the Ooh, pitch. that's good brilliant yeah. Oh my god, you're gonna watch the Christmas toy this year. I think that Ooh. I've tried to get you to watch the Christmas toy many years in a row, but it is why part of the reason why I have to kiss my toys individually. Um, the Christmas toy is a Muppets Christmas movie. And it's about how the toys handle new toys coming in. This was in like, I think it came out in like 85 or something. So it was before Toy Story, where it's about sentient toys and how like the best toy from last year, the tiger, he was, Rugby the tiger was upset because new toys are coming in. He doesn't understand that means that the kids aren't going to love him as much anymore. And it's all about like, and so then I was like, oh my God, all the toys can feel. So I have to kiss them all to sleep every night so that I make sure that they all feel loved and special. That's Yeah, nice. Toy Story did that to me too. I felt like really guilty if I was like leaving them. It's not good. Yes. No, so maybe no. don't watch a Christmas toy with kids, but <laughs> yeah, you don't should watch that. a Christmas toy um, <laughs> by yourself. Anyway, <laughs> Crispin Glover, what? Crispin Glover, yes, the creepy face himself. In 1989, Crispin Glover released an album titled The Big Problem Does Not Equal The Solution. Solution. It's like the an equal solution. sign with a, a slash through yes. it, by the way. It's, it's got to be one of those. The solution equals let it be, which presented <laughs> itself as a riddle. On the back cover of the album was a collage of nine items with a phone number inviting listeners to call and guess what they all had in common. This is like, if you're listening to this podcast, you have no idea what Jackie's talking about because I'm looking at the text. It depends on how you process <laughs> audio. For me, I like need to look at something also if there's like, if it's like something that needs to be closely read. I can't just if it's hear something, it. anything that Chris McGlover's ever done ever in his entire life outside <laughs> of Back to the Future. It, it, it is. The album is called The Big Problem. Equal sign with a line through it. Like, doesn't equal the big problem. Doesn't equal the solution. Period. Period. The, solu- the solution <laughs> equals let it be. It. The, I'm. I. I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm staring at this <laughs> album. And I just think this is the most Crispin Glover. Like, this is totally like, yep, absolutely. Right <laughs> on the money. Watch his, uh, man, watch his, if you want to see awkward live television, watch his appearance with David Letterman. It is su- it is total chaos. I think it's the, o- is it the only time Letterman actually like kick, Letterman literally like walks off the stage at, at one point in the interview really? because he's like, if he's like, I fuck this, this is, because he starts doing like jujitsu at him. It, it's very crazy. Um, definitely check. It's like one of those historical relics of like awkward TV moments. Definitely check it out. He, Chris McGlover is on another planet, man. He is, he's doing his own thing. Love it. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And last but not least, who are we going to pick for our last but not least? I'm Ooh, going that to Macho go Man ready. Randy Savage album, rap album's pretty <laughs> he's good. He's right past Terry Bradshaw's album, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry. Because I'm glad he's so <laughs> lonesome he could cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Macho Man Randy Savage. Savage's only rap album, it is called Be a Man, not like the Mulan song. Apparently, Be a Man is full <laughs> of terrible lyrics, unoriginality, and annoyance. The best track on the album is Are You, yes, the the letters, Are You Ready, which is simply the worst. And now the least worst is what they say. So now I kind of want to look up Be A Man, not Mm -hmm. from Mulan. It kind of came out at a time in rap. I think it was like kind of the DMX era, the like new metal-y era, and it's that kind of rap rap. And it's the Macho Man. I feel <laughs> Definitely like check it out. You keep saying be a man and not the Mulan song, but I keep thinking about the Chris McGlover album, The Solution Doesn't Equal the Problem. Or whatever. Equal the problem. I keep thinking that you're saying the name of the song is be a man, comma, not the Mulan song. Not the Mulan song. <laughs> so it's just funny, hard dude. for me not to be a man. You must be swift as a coursing river. You know that song? It's such a fucking good song. I love that song. I love that whole thing. I was oh, what, what happened? Another thing that happened on this road trip is that everybody at one point started singing a Pocahontas song in unison. And I was like, Jake, and I understand how Jackie knows that. And I was like, Jake and Holden, you guys were like <laughs> Can you 13 year old boys when this movie came out. I was like, <laughs> There's just something about, there's something so funny to me about the line, the blue corn moon. It's so like boring and yet like dumb. I don't know what it is, but it just always stuck in my head. Yeah, but we were exist. We existed at the time that movie came out and we were like younger. I mean, how could you not? I don't even think I've actually seen Pocahontas, but that song, I mean, it was just back when like, you know, we, I think, um, kiss on a rose from the gray in the gray or whatever, you know, that song will forever be etched in my head just cause I was a kid with like VH at one or MTV on all day long. Yeah. That summer that Batman forever came out and that fucking song was on, you know, you just that the monoculture, right? MJ, you couldn't escape things back then. You had, were forced to listen to them, not just once, not just twice, but hundreds of times throughout an entire summer. It's true. And I, I, I knew immediately what song you were singing and that it was from Pocahontas, but I didn't know the words and I felt like a real fucking idiot because everyone else yeah. in the car <laughs> knows all the words to all the songs from Pocahontas, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> MJ's is the back. Has the world gone mad? <laughs> we're just what, like, I don't... This is not their best film. Well, hey, speaking of Disney, I've got some blinds for you guys. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, man. I think I'm going. Blind. I don't 
them. Oh, oh we, we can't, can't see them. Nailed it, Jackie. Good job. We finally yes. took Good us work, one, guys. Yes. three songs to get it right. Good work. This former Disney actress who has made a lot of money getting naked lost most of it in crypto. Lost most of it in crypto. So former Disney actress, a lot of money. I, I didn't even realize. I thought she like was like, I'm getting naked, but I'm not actually getting naked. But maybe she did get naked on the famous website. Bella Thorne? Yes. Thorne, who was the first creator to earn over $1 million in her first 24 hours on OnlyFans, has almost 200 NFTs up for grabs on some weird website that I went to, uh, where you can offer her thousands of dollars for a -a one-of-a-kind photo of her looking all hot or whatever. I uh, pocketed this news story, and it was almost kind of secretly happy you didn't include it, but uh, this is connected to another big story that I am very excited about. Talk about another lawsuit I'm happy about. Jimmy Fallon, Gwyneth Paltrow, Justin Bieber, Madonna, uh, and many more are currently being sued for allegedly promoting Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs without disclosing payments or endorsements. Do you guys remember that totally um, home shopping network style bullshitty moment between Fallon and Paris Hilton, who I believe is also a part of this lawsuit, uh, where they were like on his talk show and he's like, wow, NFTs, what are these? And Paris Hilton's like, yeah, they're so cool. You should definitely <laughs> buy one. He's like, I'm going to buy one. Right, everybody, right now. Right, everybody? Well, apparently they were making Making fucking secret money off it the whole time. Of course they were. Wow. Oh my god! Fuck that, man. That's seriously. Yeah, that's bad. That's I mean, not yeah. Especially looking back, and I was like, of course they were making money off of that. Yeah. Bit. Who in the right mind would go up and be like, that's what we should talk about? What have you been up to lately? Oh, these really cool things called NFTs. We'll definitely do a whole fun bit on it. I'm not making any money off wow. of it whatsoever. And they, they totally were hawking it, and it was so clear. And we talked about it on the show, and. You know, NFTs have come up from time to time just because of celebrity endorsements. Uh, You know, I even, man, I I love following Snoop Dogg on social media. Like, I love his deal. But he, all he does lately is just try to sell his fucking board ape bullshit. And I'm just so... I think I don't include these because I don't, I still, I know that I've, they've been explained to me multiple times. It really has been. I understand the concept of NFTs, but, um... Outside of that, I get lost. Well, the reason why you get lost is it's the emperor's new clothes yeah. of like scammy bullshit. That's yeah. why you get lost because it doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so agree. Because it's uh, it's stupid. Agree. There's nothing. So that's there's why no you're lost to be found. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 this thing that everyone. Sh- it's literally emperor's new clothes. They're all like, no, it's this really cool thing. You just don't get it. It's like the new, th- and you're just like, wait. And I wait. immediately get beat. I'm like browbeaten. I'm just like, you're right. I don't understand it. It's not right. for me. You're right. I don't get it. I'm not cool enough. No. T- all the time. It's total fucking snake oil. It's com- it's completely ridiculous. So I'm glad. I hope something comes out of this. And uh, all of those names is is so funny together. Jimmy Fallon, Gwyneth Paltrow, Justin Bieber, and Madonna. Of what of course. just of course. Of course. And there's and there's more Paris Hilton. Like I said, Snoop Dogg. Some more. I think and they're all. I think they all are looped in on this. Allegedly, I don't know. I'll say that word, but. Uh, you can look into it more if you want. But here's the next blind. All right. This cable channel is contemplating making all employees, including cast and crew for each project, sign a loyalty pledge and a morality pledge. And the only reason why I include this is an obscure cable channel, but we recently talked about them when it came to a different news story about somebody saying really like pro- 
problematic, shitty things. And they were connected to this channel, which uh, puts out a lot of stuff around the holidays. And if you can't remember the name of this channel, oh. I totally kind of understand. It's the, what's the one that Candace Cameron brought Oh, the one to, that she went to, like the, the Great American... Great American like, Family Network? Yes, Great American Family. Good work, you two. Damn. Yes. Together, MJ, with our powers combined. <laughs> <laughs> you are Captain Planet. Yes, wow. I'm the monkey. You're the monkey, <laughs> yeah. and MJ is the is heart. I'll take it. So there you go. So I'm your monkey, right? Yeah, you are my monkey. <laughs> <laughs> MJ, do you not yeah. remember Captain Planet? I, I don't don't remember on? the details. I remember the the vague idea. I, I remember that Captain Planet was a thing that kids in college would do, where you where you take a hit, do a line, and then do what? a shot all at the same time. <laughs> Our powers combined. That's the only what? thing I think of when you say it's another <laughs> cocaine Harry Potter story. What, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't do it. It was. It was. The idea was you take the hit, <laughs> you do the line while you're still holding in the hit, and then you take a shot while you still are holding in the hit, and then it's it's our powers combined because they're all in there together. <laughs> I just love the idea of MJ being in that room. Just be like, I just want you guys to know, I don't approve of this. And uh, I think your parents would be very ashamed right now if they could see what no, you're all I, doing I saw right this, now. like the first weekend I was at college and I actually thought it was very cool, but I was like not, I, I was not ready to do that. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, so apparently actor Neil Bledsoe, shout outs to Neil, uh, starred in last year's The Winter Palace and this year's Christmas at the Drive-In for the Great American Family Network, recently spoke out against Candace Cameron. Uh, Burr, Beret, you Beret. said Beret. There's an Ascento on the E, so I assume Ascent- it's Beret. Ah, Candace Cameron Beret. Uh, his recent comments about marriage and exited the network entirely. So shout out to you, Neil. And I think that's hilarious that they would make people sign a morality pledge. Fucking and- horse. I so think it's funny. great that the like holiday movie empire is just crumbling because yes. Candace Cameron can't fucking bring it to like can't manage to just swallow her own fucking vile thoughts just to get through this season. It's the only season where you work and make any money. Just fucking fucking deal with it, Candace Cameron Bray. Just silently be a bigot. And she's yeah. just like, I have to be a bigot. I have to be such a bigot. I, I ruin know. everything. He's a shit. Yeah, they can't help themselves. Yeah. They just have to. It's like, you know, any if any, if I would just, if I was making that much money on that kind of sparkly kind of, in that sparkly, clean, squeaky clean kind of way, I'd just shut up and take my money. Just and then in like money. a cigar, in a room with a bunch of people with cigars, and Brandy say all these things. You know what I mean? Like I do, as I do. <laughs> Last one. This A-list actor hooked up with a higher on the list male co-star. This is a very juicy one, by the way. I just want to throw it out there. This is Juicers Juicers. Okay, okay so really pay attention here. A-list actor. It's centered around a film we've been talking about a lot. This A-list actor hooked up with a higher on the list male co-star from a recent production. And a little further down the blinds, uh, the story read, this was like two different blinds, just 24 hours after I first talked about this budding romance between former co-stars they are now having sleepovers one fan base is going to be destroyed or at the very least worry about it darling okay so it's going to be involve harry styles because of the fandom and what other co-star were they also in don't worry darling yes 
God, if it was, I mean, in my brain, in my beautiful, like, I want to watch that tape brain, it's Nick Grohl, but I know that that's not the <laughs> no. I don't want to watch that tape so bad. I'll watch that tape. What women were in that movie besides Florence Pugh? Well, interesting that you would gender it, MJ, is especially it not, coming is it from gay? you. If it's, if it's a gay blind, then that's great news. <laughs> All right, let's see. We're, it's not Florence Pugh. Who else is in that movie? All I can think well, of Chris Pine. Pete. Yes! Ah, Chris Pine and Harry Styles. <laughs> I'll watch that too. Yes, yes, dude. P.S. The two, I saw the photo, the two were photographed sharing an embrace in Sao Paulo, Sao Paulo Brazil, <laughs> on December 5th. Wow. Wait, Chris Pine is lesser than Harry Styles? I guess he is. I don't know who they were saying was lesser on the list okay. than who. Definitely. I, I guess it would it have to be Chris, Chris Pine. Pine because right. it's like, I don't, I don't see him as, oh, like, who is lesser than most people are lesser on the list than Harry Styles these days. He's literally the, like the hottest ticket in town, right? Especially like, with the expanse of who is aware of him. As yes. Well. Yeah. I think yeah. if you're saying acting ability, Chris Pine is not lesser on the list, but yes, but he's just itself. massively famous. He's like one of the top. He's like, it's like oh, him, yeah. Lizzo, T-Swift. I can't remember if we entertained this theory, but when we were talking about the spitting, didn't I feel like it was right there? But if we didn't articulate it, it's right there on the tip of the tongue. Maybe it was a fucking flirtation. Yeah, maybe it was a fucking flirtation. Oh. Also, another fun blind was apparently uh, also Olivia Wilde reached out to Jason Sudeikis after the split with Harry, and he was like, "No, good for you. Yeah, good for him. You fucking take it." Hell He's yeah, gonna dude. lay under that car if you <laughs> yeah. make that vinaigrette one more time, <laughs> Olivia Wilde. <laughs> yeah, and that, it was so funny. The article it linked to it was like Olivia Wilde looks very upset with her cup of coffee. Uh, seen photographs the other day. She's just like moping with a cup of coffee. Very, very in rough times these days, Olivia. That's a celebrities. They're just like us, man. If you take a picture of me, I'm moping with my one cup of coffee. Yeah, I just do that every day. <laughs> no, and I didn't go through a divorce and then like my affair that I had broke up as well. I'm just like on the street and it's Wednesday having a cup <laughs> of coffee. <laughs> just Charlie Brown. And, oh, yeah. A lot of Charlie Brown discourse as well in the road Charlie trip. Brown He's very depressed. <laughs> and well, I identified go. hard with him. <laughs> yeah, we, kind of, we realize MJ is real life Charlie Brown. We'll get into that next time. <laughs> That's it. You can see. That's the blinds. We can, you can see again. Wow. I can see again, and you are my friends. Yes, we are your friends, and we're also <laughs> your co-hosts of the show, Page 7, that you tuned into today. Thank you guys so much for joining us on Page 7. This has been a treat and a half. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at JackThatWorm, or you can follow us on TikTok over on the Page 7 LPM. We are um, definitely posting some behind-the-scenes things that are going on over on our TikTok. And that is just so wonderful. And next week, you're going to be guided by the dulcet tunes of cats. Um, whether you are in person with us at the release, the butthole cut tour or with our cats episode that is going to be re-released next week. And I hope that you enjoy it. And I hope you guys have a great holiday. Hell yes, dude. We've got so many fun holiday treats for you guys too. When we get back from tour. Wednesday the 21st we're going to do our Muppets Christmas Carol watch along and that will should be on Jackie's Twitch channel twitch.tv forward slash oh no it's Jackie on the 28th my birthday as as is tradition we will be doing the cat 2019 cats 
watch along, get your edibles, get your drinks. If you want to be reminded of this, follow us on Instagram because we always post about like if you're like, I know that there is something that they're doing, but I can't remember when it is. Just follow us. Follow me at Jack That Worm. Follow Holden at Holdenators Ho. Follow MJ at MJKLCAT. Um, follow one of us because that information is we always post it there. Hell yeah, exactly. Yeah. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Twitch.tv forward slash Oh No, It's Jackie. Patreon.com forward slash Page 7 Podcast. Weekly bonus content. So much stuff coming out. And for $10 dollars uh a month you can join us for our jersey shore watch along i think that's it for me mj my name is mj and i'm mjklcat on instagram and i can't wait to see you in the midwest next week hell yeah dude last podcast network.com for all tickets yes and are you ready for the shout out song shout shout let let it all out these are the emails that you wrote it about. Come on. We're gonna read it to you. Come on. Uh, thank you guys so much for sending in your shout-outs to page7podcasts at gmail.com. That is page7podcast7 seven the number at gmail.com. I read every single one of them, and I just want to say thank you so much to the book recommendations and the TV recommendations. I am here for every single one of them. And I can't thank you enough for taking the time to reach out and connect with me. I love you all so much. And I especially love Katie in Alaska. Now, I love Katie in Alaska for multiple reasons, but one of those reasons is Mr. Willoughby's Christmas tree, which I have to tell you, Katie, I have never heard of. And Katie describes it where an adorable family of Muppet mice go on a quest to find the perfect tree. It stars young very coked up Robert Downey Jr., Leslie Nielsen, and our queen Stockard Channing. I've never met a soul outside of my little brother and I who know about this special, but it is a true gem and it's now a sibling tradition to get shit-faced Christmas Eve and watch Mr. Willoughby's Christmas tree. <laughs> Something about Robert Downey Jr. twirling around singing about his perfect tree really gets me in the spirit. I did cross-reference when he was struggling with addiction and it is definitely around this time, but that's as far as my research went. I just want to say thank you so much katie because uh this sounds great and i'm definitely going to check it out but also there was a p.s and katie said shout out to my motherfucking self because i am finally graduating with my bachelor's degree in natural sciences it's basically environmental science with emphasis on wildlife biology i usually have to explain what natural sciences means so there you go in two weeks congratulations katie you're almost there baby And oh my God, I just want to say, Francis, this sounds like so much fun. Francis just says, I'm currently listening to the latest episode and you mentioned that you and Natalie are going to do a deep dive on the Accord of Thorns and Roses series. Yes, we are. This made me smile so much as my bestie Katie and I bit the bullet at starting our own podcast on books and our first series is A Court of Thorns and Roses. I love that this is out in the world and I'm so proud of Katie and I for doing this. I shouted her out a while ago as being the best person to know who I 
love deeply and treasure so much. We met at UMass Amherst back in 2008 whilst I was studying abroad and talk essentially every day even though I'm in England and she's still in Massachusetts. We make the five-hour time difference work to cover books and have even started a short where Katie reads out blurbs and we discuss them, which ensues hilarity and silliness. I am so proud of us. It has taken so much work and even though we have only started out, we are determined to make it work. I also want to thank Katie from the bottom of my soul for being the editor. God bless her editing skills as I cannot wrap my mind around it. I hear you, Francis. If you could please give us a listen and a shout out on the show, it would mean the world. The podcast is called Did You Read It Yet? And you can get it on Spotify, Amazon, and Apple. We're all still learning and growing, so hope to expand in due course. Katie is a wonderful person, and I couldn't dream of doing this with anyone else. Our socials are at Did You Read It Yet podcast on Instagram, at Did You Read It Yet on Twitter, and we have an email, Did You Read It Yet podcast at gmail.com. Definitely give them a listen, please. Did You Read It Yet? podcast. That sounds awesome, and especially if they're starting off with a court of thorns and roses. And Natalie and I's show will be out to you in the next coming months, and I am excited about it. Moving on to the amazing Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you so much for explaining that East High School is a real high school from High School Musical. I appreciate you. And also, you wanted to do a self-shout-out. Stephanie says, I grew up Mormon, which is a high-control religion, And within the church, I also grew up in an extremely abusive, high-control family. I started going to therapy at 17 and escaped from both my abusive family and my abusive religion. I've continued therapy on and off for the last 11 years, have found meds that work for me, and I have come so, so far. My life now is one that I never could have imagined growing up with so much more happiness, love, and freedom than I ever thought possible. I typically have a hard time expressing any type of pride in myself, but I'm trying to change that. Hell yeah. Fuck that meek Mormon woman shit. Stephanie, you are so correct. And thank you all so much for the content that you create. You truly are a high point of my week every week. And you're a high point of our week every week too, Stephanie. Thank you so much for taking Taking the time and taking the confidence in yourself to write in a self-shout-out. I'm so proud of you. And thank you, Krisha, so much for sending in a shout-out to your new work bestie, Amber. Krisha says, I had a self-shout-out earlier this year when I left my shitty job in retail and got my real estate license. Unfortunately, it didn't exactly go how I expected, and the market took a turn. I was not making money for months. Luckily, my mom came to the rescue and got me a temp job at Make-A-Wish Foundation with her back in September. I met my new team virtually, as we are all remote, and through a random conversation, I found out Amber was an LPN fan. I was so stoked and immediately asked if they listened to Page 7. They do! And they are a diehard fan just like I am and have been listening for years. Immediately, we gushed over this as we don't know many people that are fans and get our Page 7 slash last pod references. Amber moved out of state earlier this year, but we found out we were at the same last podcast show in Arizona last year in November. How fucking crazy is that? But really, this new job has really taken me out of a very dark place, and I appreciate Amber so much. They have been my rock and have been so supportive these last few months. They are such an amazing person, and I'm so thankful to have them in my life now. It feels like it was destined to be that we would 
find each other eventually. I love you so much, bestie. Side note, I heard on Talking TV this week that you're watching Vampire Diaries. Girl, trust me, it gets better. Oh, dude, I am in it to win it, Krisha. And I am totally down to talk about Vampire Diaries. I am, now I'm in the second season and it is just, whoo churning right along. Thank you so much for your support. Speaking of support, Black Widow Baby from our chat. Thank you so much for your shout out. Becca says, I just wanted to shout out, oh my God, one of my favorite people for being in one of my favorite shows. I'll start with some backstory. When I was in high school between 2005 and 2009, I was questioning my sexuality, but trying to date guys. I dated one for about six months and thought it was fine, but wasn't as into the whole guy thing as my female friends. So I started Googling lesbian on my iPod Touch late at night when my Christian family wouldn't know. I found pirated versions of a show called The L Word. And after seeing it, I had found my calling. I watched every piece of that show that YouTube could give me, and that's when I realized I was gay. I didn't come out until many years later because of religion and family stuff, but this show is what made me feel normal. It made me feel like my future life could be accepted and not a big deal in the world. And so, of course, when it came out, I started watching The L Word, Generation Q, and loved it. But I have never loved it as much as when I saw Jackie make an appearance on it. I literally yelled at the screen, I know her, even though I do not, in fact, know Jackie in a face-to-face way, but you do, baby. I I will come to North Carolina. But y'all's podcasts and live streams make me feel like I do because you're so real. So I just wanted to shout out our bi queen, Jackie, for being on basically the most groundbreaking lesbian slash queer TV show that has ever been made. It made me so happy and excited to see you randomly on a show that has meant so much to me through the years. I can't even describe it. I hope it was a fun set slash time. But even if it wasn't, I know it will mean so much to the people who know you and know what you stand for that you are on this show. All the love, Becca. Oh my God, Becca, I just want you to know that everyone was the sweetest. It was the nicest experience I've ever had on a set. And I felt so immediately encouraged and they let me play with it. And it was so much fun. And thank you for asking. And thank you for shouting me out. That means so much to me. The L word was huge to me as well growing up. And I couldn't believe that, of course, you know, the character's name was Drunk Woman Eating Burgers, but I did eventually have a name. And man, if I'm not typecast by that, (laughs) I don't know who could be. Love you so much, Black Widow. And we've got more love going out to Nikki. Nikki writes in and says, I wanted to write in a shout out to my fiance, Nas, as we'll be celebrating our 10 year anniversary this December 12th. We've been through so much and I can't imagine my life without him in it. We've grown up so much together and so much over the last decade. And I couldn't be more proud and in love with the people we've become. We've had big ups like getting engaged and big downs like losing my dad but we've made it through everything together. I'm writing this in the Uber on the way home from the DC release, the butthole cut show, and I couldn't be happier to be next to him, holding his hand. 
Nas just got accepted to George Mason University, and I couldn't be more proud of him. I can't wait to continue our lives together. Oh, my God. And also, happy Christmas Eve birthday, Nikki. All my love goes out to you both. And I'm so happy that you found each other. Hell yes. I'm so happy for you both. And speaking of being so happy, I need you to know, Carol, your husband is absolutely adorable and went to great lengths to make sure that he sent in the shout out correctly. So, Carol, please give Jordan extra many, many millions of kisses. This is his shout out. This shout out is for my beautiful wife and partner, Carol. This was the only thing that she asked for on her birthday, and she usually never asks for anything. So it was extremely important to me that I try my best to honor her request. Carol is a huge fan of the show, and she told me that she once shared Lady Gaga's dope video with Jackie, and that that felt important to bring up in this (laughs) shout-out. Carol, when we met, I was living in a woodshed and down on my luck. You lifted me up and helped me get back to feeling proud of myself and hopeful for my future. Without you, I never would have let myself feel those things. And since then, you and I have made a life with one another. We have a loving and communicative marriage, a little home, two dogs, and a wonderful kid. All of these things have only been possible with your love and support. I am forever grateful to you for bringing all this joy and positivity into my life. You have always believed in me and shown me patience and understanding. Now, watching you parent our daughter, I am seeing that patience and understanding in a new way. And I'm so glad that our daughter gets to have you as a role model and parent. You are the glue that keeps us all together and going strong. You are the most amazing mom and the best partner I could have hoped for. Happy 35th birthday. Here's the 35 more years and 35 more after that. I love you more than anything, and I love you both. Oh, my God. Isn't it such a beautiful shout-out, Carol? (laughs) Millions of extra kisses. Oh, my God. Happy birthday, Carol. I hope that it is just as amazing as y'all's love is. And I hope everybody else is having an amazing holiday so far. And if it's not amazing, and I know it's a difficult time of year for many, many people, just know that it's not going to last and we will get through it and we'll get through it together. I love you guys so fucking much. Have a great holiday and we'll see you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.